0: Welcome to Ayurvedic Healing and Beyond Podcast. My name is Vignesh Devraj, an Ayurvedic doctor and holistic health coach. Each week, we share wisdom or interview an inspiring personality to guide you become your healthiest self. Remember, your health is your greatest asset. In this podcast episode, I am sharing one of the lectures I gave to a group of patients who were at Sitaram Beach Retreat for Panchakarma treatment a year ago. Like many patients from Europe and the United States, they were curious to know what their doshas were and I was holding this lecture to clarify their doubts regarding this topic and also giving them the real medical perspective on the concept of doshas. As this lecture happened in our open yoga hall, kindly ignore the background sounds of the birds, ocean and audience asking questions and clapping as it is a recording of a live event. The topics I explain in this lecture include the meaning of the word dosha, the difference between prakriti and vikriti, the dosha analysis of certain diseases, and why you are not just your dosha but more than that. Hope you enjoy this podcast. And now we go over to the live event recording. How many of you know what is your dosha? Okay, how many of you are confused about your dosha okay prepared to be more confused <laughs> okay when i was practicing in the indian clinic i mean indian clinic means when local indians would come for the consultations i never saw one patient who came and asked me what is my dosha not even one person and there was one indian who came and asked what is my dosha? That but that was an American, an Indian who lived in America. And four years ago, now like now this year we are becoming five years. Four years ago, once I started this place, from then on I started getting this new question: What is my dosha? <laughs> and uh, and by chance, if you tell some answer to that, there is a high possibility they are going to say that. But my previous doctor told me I am that but how can you tell me I am this and if it's Germans they tell can you tell me if I am Fata then I was wondering what is Fata then they say V is F (laughs) (laughs) then (laughs) then Fata means Vata then it took some time for me to understand this now uh, let us try to understand when you ask what is my dosha people think what is my constitution right isn't that what you think Now let us go to the meaning of the word dosha, do you know what this means? The word dosha means? Any idea, anyone? It actually means anything that disturbs, well sick is also a kind of disturbance, if you see the word dis-ease, you know the ease is disturbed, that's what we call it as dosha. Now when you say what is my dosha, you are actually asking Can you tell me what is disturbing my ease, what is disturbing my peace of mind, what is disturbing my health? Is that clear? For example, Wi-Fi, that can disturb you. Something that can happen somewhere else can also disturb you. And we need to understand what disturbs me need not disturb my friend. Maybe that could be something pleasant. Like, sometimes we have women after their menopause, you know, they are sweating a lot, they are hot in the body. And the husband wants the air condition with high temperature and the wife wants it in refrigerator. You know, it should be super cold. So both of them are having different needs. Now, there are some myths. Myths means, when we practice in the medical field of Ayurveda, It is important to understand what is the dosha of that particular disease. It is important to understand the dosha of that particular problem. But we feel generalizing a person, that person is completely vata or pitta or kapha, we are missing out the potential of doing something better. Do you understand what I am saying? It is like if you go to a clinic, real clinic and ask a doctor, Can you, all you want to know is what is my dosha, it is like going to a real authentic Italian restaurant and all you ask for is I want just tomato ketchup. You know, you miss the whole possibilities that is available there. Now, let us try to understand. In Ayurveda, we have this concept of five elements. You know the five elements? We have the element of uh, earth, water, fire, air and space. In Ayurveda, we call it Pancha Mahabhutas, like five elements, which is responsible for everything that you see in this world. Everything, our body is a permutation and combination of these five elements. Is that clear? Now, it can vary from person to person. For in some people, the water can be too much. Let us say you took a long flight. If you have a tendency of water retention in your body, the water element can be more in your body. Let's say you go to North India and have some real chilly Indian food. The fire element can go up in your gut, right? So, it it all can change depending on your lifestyle, depending on what you eat, depending on the people you are surrounded with. All of this can change. Now, we gave a name for a combination of all these elements. For example, earth and water, it is called as kapha. Water and fire, it is called as pitta. But we need to understand pitta is majority is fire and little bit of water. Air and space, this is what we call it as vata. Do you know what is the meaning of the word kapha? People come and ask, Am I kapha? Am I pitta? Am I vata? It is interesting to understand the root meaning. The literal meaning is anything that binds, you know, binds. You know what binds means keep things together you can also call it glue glue is what glue is a typical example of kafa. what does a glue do it keeps things together is that clear so and that is what water and earth do you know what is you see a mountain it is so stable it keeps things together right what does the mud do it holds on to the roots what does the water do? It keeps things together. You know, when you see a lot of dust, what uh, especially if you go to the Indian streets, you see a lot of dust going, what people do is they spray the water so that the dust doesn't go up. It keeps things together. That is what kafa means. The word pitta literally means to heat. And in another meaning, what it means is the ability to transform. See, it is the fire That helps to convert ice into water and the water into vapour, right? Is that clear? The food we are eating, it has to become energy so we can use that energy. The petrol that you are putting in your car, tomorrow it has to, not tomorrow, when you are driving it has to become the energy so that you can drive. The efficiency of a car is what? The ability to convert the fuel into how long it can go and how fast it can go. If it is not able to convert, it means its pitta is slow. Is that clear now? Now, vata literally means movement, and that is what air and space is. Whenever you see space, you have possibilities of movement. And when you see air, what does an air do? It keeps moving things, right? When you see the air, it spreads all the things, the seeds are falling down, many things keep changing. And what is fire and water? It is what is called as acid. What is acid? The fire in the water. And earth and water together is kapha. Now is this clear now? Now let me tell you this concept of dosha is the foundation of Ayurveda. But today what has happened is there were many doctors in India when they went abroad, especially to countries like United States, and some parts of Europe, at that time when they went, they did not have the opportunity to prescribe the medicines that we have in India. So they realized, okay, now it is time, we have to do something. So they started using this knowledge as a way of coaching their, changing their lifestyle. But if you ask, do we follow this like a coach in a uh, medical practice in India, it is quite less. It is more of You see somebody coming with a disease, we try to understand which dosha is creating that disease and we try to understand the medicines that can help to bring about that, you know, reduce that imbalance. Is that clear now? Now, some myths are there. People think if I am Vata, then I am not, I am going to be Vata throughout my life. If I am Pitta, I am going to be Pitta throughout my life. There are some misconceptions. We need to understand what is disturbing you today. It is not necessary that it is going to disturb you throughout. We can bulletproof ourselves to make sure this is not going to hurt us anymore. And that is what Ayurveda is, is all about. Understand what disturbs you and try to improve your quality of life. Bring in systems, bring in habits, bring in lifestyle changes. So these don't disturb you much. If wind disturbs me, I try to go sit inside. I try to cover my ears. A problem of dosha in the desert is what you have dry heat. You can possibilities of dehydration is very high. If you go to a Siberia, a place like Siberia, the possibilities are you can get frostbite. It'll be you know the snow avalanches can happen. And if you come to Kerala in the monsoon time, our dosha is floods now, or you can have too much of rains. Mosquitoes can happen. So anticipating what could go wrong is the way to living a healthy life. Because every moment, possibilities of something to disturb you can happen. Is that clear now? Now, usually now how this is decided, people are so concerned, I want to know what is my dosha. And we have a questionnaire, you know. Uh, you go online or you take a quiz and you tick am I fat, am I slim, am I this, uh, what is the color of my skin and do I get angry fast, do I am calm and stable. You Most of the people they want to tick what they want to be rather than what they are. And if you speak to them and uh, sometimes they can argue, you know, I thought I am kafa. I thought I am Pitta, how can you tell me I am Vata. You know, that's itself a sign that there is vata there, but uh, it can change. Now, we have to understand what is important is what is the disturbance that is happening in your life, how to identify the dosha, and what you can do the opposite for that. Clear now? Don't waste your time in understanding what type of a person I am. Try to understand what are the characteristics of these doshas that you need to understand. See, I can be a kapha person in my body and I could have a vata mind. I can be a vata person in my body and I could have a pitta mind or a pitta gut. And things can change depending on my lifestyle. Now we need to understand, when a person is asking, I want to know what is my constitution, The right question is to ask, I want to know what is my Prakriti. Do you see this word Prakriti? Prakriti literally means your nature. Do you understand what is nature? means what is the natural characteristics of a person. And the word natural characteristics, it is highly debatable. You know, it can keep on changing. You know, you put a person in a group of people who are, Uh, always anxious, there is a high possibility that person can also be a naturally anxious person after some time. You send a person to, uh, you know, if you stick around with people who are, who loves to eat a lot, there is a high possibility you will also get into the habit of eating. Do you understand? So the concept of understanding what is your natural tendency, natural characteristics It is a quite debatable thing. And what is important is, more than understanding what is your natural trait, what is important is to understand what is disturbing you. Usually the word prakriti, in a medical term, it actually means, what is your predisposition? This can also be a genetic issue. Do you understand this? A type 1 diabetes from birth. It is quite difficult to change that. Type 2 diabetes is different, you know. When people say, okay, type 2 diabetes is something is there in my family and it is a genetic thing, it is not genetic. What they are saying is, we all share the same kitchen (laughs) and we all learn from each other how they are eating, so I also want to start doing that. You know? And sometimes it is quite interesting. People come and say, Oh, I am Vata, so I am anxious. It is like some people come and say, Oh, I am Gemini or I am Scorpio. So I have a habit of doing that. It's just that they are never conscious and being mindful about their thoughts. They just went on an autopilot mode of their own patterns. And the opposite of Prakriti is what we call it as Vikruti. The word Vikruti is something that is not natural, unnatural. You know, it is not your trait. It is something that is added. We can also call different kinds of diseases as Vikrithi. In Ayurveda, there is a statement in in one of the chapters of Charaka Samhita. It says that when something that is not natural to you, you live with it for some time, then it can appear to be natural inside you. Do you understand what I am saying? Let's say you live in a place where there is a lot of pollution. The first two days, you will have allergies with that then later you get acclimatized to that. Do you understand this? Same way, the first few, maybe in your younger days, you are quite slim and you are quite fit. Then later, if your lifestyle changes, you can become fat and you can get used to that. So, it is quite difficult to understand what is prakriti and what is vikriti. And what is more important is to understand what is the dosha what is it that is disturbing you in which all aspects of your life is that clear so far now we talk about there are three things we always look in into a person now vata is what air and space right what is the quality of wind okay you have a wet cloth when you keep it on the wind what happens it dries up right it is drying and what does the quality of wind? When you see wind, do you feel cold? Tendency of a cool feeling is there. So, vata is naturally dry and cold. These are some of the two most important qualities. And, fire what is the quality of a fire? Just like the way cold is for vata, you can have the word hot, right? And when you blend water and some fire, One of the qualities is, just like the way it is dry, it is little oily. Do you understand? Or we can call it slightly oily. And kapha is very oily and it is cold in nature. The best example of kapha you can see is the mountains, the lakes, the oceans. The pitta is, okay, uh, it is when you see the sunshine, the clouds will melt. No, it's the fire and the water, the blend, and you see the vapor going up. This is a typical example. Volcano is a typical example of pitta. And vata is what you see a lot of wind. It dries up the things. It changes things. Is that clear now? Once you understand these qualities, again, like we said, it is like binary zero one zero one. You can decipher the dosha of anything. Yes oily okay your skin can be oily see the fat in our body cholesterol is oily Um, when we say triglycerides the fat tissues the muscles all these are oily in nature fatty acids are oily in nature usually when you do the questionnaire we usually check your body and mind right there is one aspect we have to highly focus on and that is our gut we need to understand what is the disturbance that can happen in your gut and understanding what disturbs your gut is so important for your healthy living so let's just try to understand the body and then you have the gut and then you have the mind vata is what it's dry and cold it is space and air so what kind of a person's body will we say it is vata a person who's skinny right Okay, you go to an apparel store to buy some shirts. All the small, extra, extra small, small, the medium to large, XL, double XL. All this comes under kafa. And haven't you noticed in your life? Sometimes you could be here and then you shift here. Sometimes you could be here, you come back here. We all can change. Some people might say, "I never put on weight." it's just that their lifestyle has become like that some people say i can never lose weight it's just that their lifestyle cannot change you know sometimes people come and say doctor i don't know i am never able to lose my weight see one thing we have to understand what is inside this is only what goes inside through this you know nothing comes by airdrop or bluetooth it all goes through here maybe they have a tendency they will say that I tried exercise for three weeks and nothing changed and they just gave up. And they were not eating so much, they are eating little by little and then unfortunately they went to a friend's party and they saw a buffet and they ate with both their hands. And that is going to stay inside for ages. It's just that some person's body's metabolism can fluctuate. So it is just the dependency on the metabolism. And we have to understand, all of us have Vata, Pitta and Kapha. If you are living and breathing, you are having all the three things. Just that it can vary from person to person. And small, medium, this is just the large. You know, if you see those gymnastic people, it's a typical Vata body. And all those athletics, you know, who are uh, in the middle weight boxing champion, all this comes and the sumo wrestlers, you will see them there. This is just an understanding how to understand. The fat in the body is more in kapha, in pitta is less, and here it can be very less. It's like those fat percentage can be less than even 10%. That's what we need to understand. Now, what are the problems when vata goes up in our physical body? We said talk about dry and cold, right? Let's talk about a disease that is that can go up when the dryness and the coldness can go up. You know arthritis. Did you say arthritis? Huh? Osteoporosis. Yes, osteoporosis. All the kinds of bony joint problems. Arthritis, arthrosis, osteoarthritis, rheumatoid arthritis, gouty arthritis. It is not just vata. Of course, there are these two things. But vata is the dominant thing in that problem. One thing is they all will have dry skin and stiffness. And one of the problems of arthritis is what? They have their ability to move and the flexibility is affected, right? And in modern medicine, they have given a name called, an autoimmune disease called as arthritis. And usually this gets worse when? When does this get worse? In the winter or during the transit from the hot climate to the cold climate, during the transit period. The moment it gets cold, what happens? You feel joint you know joint is being stuck so that is why in cold climate and in dry this can happen arthritis is a typical problem for this now let us talk about pitta one of the problems of pitta they have a tendency little bit of you know if you are not in a air conditioner for two minutes their skin will be like a dam you know they start sweating a lot too much of excess sweating and they feel a inner heat. Usually pitta goes up, one of the best examples of pitta disease is fever You know, or body temperature goes up. Or also during menopause, if you did not have a healthy menstrual cycle, there are high possibilities hot flashes, heat waves can go up during the menopause period. And when we talk about women's health, I will describe more on that. So, hot flashes and according to Ayurveda, high blood pressure, uric acid, all the acidity problems, acid belongs to Pitta, like soyre, Han soyre. you know, people ask, do you have any acidity, but even though that will come under the gut thing, but all the acid issues or acidity or, you know, when people have gouty arthritis, their feet starts getting burnt. You know what I mean? The feet is burning. That burns is a typical condition of Pitta. When I say burns, I am not talking about the fire burns. I am talking about, you have a feeling of, oh, I feel something is burning in my feet even though there is nothing like that. Is that clear about the word Pitta? Now Kapha people, one of their biggest problem, they have extremely oily skin. Even Pitta people have that. but What I mean is, the oily skin is very high. Like when I say, if pitta goes high in your body, your tendency to sweat is high. When kapha goes high in your body, your tendency of oily skin is very high. And they have a tendency to hold on to fat. High levels of cholesterol, high levels of triglycerides. They have a heavy body. And they also have stiffness. Do you know why they have stiffness? No, because of the increased body weight. See, knee replacement surgery, it is mostly done in people who are overweight or obese. And fat people can also have osteoporosis. Fat people can also have arthritis. But arthritis, even though it is a vata condition, but what makes it worse? Overweight makes it worse. Does that make sense? So they can have issues of overweight or obese and stiffness. This is just a basic understanding of this. Now I'll tell you what is the opposite of this. You know, once you understand these are the problems. Now we understand if you have tendency of overweight, that is a sign that your kapha is getting more. If you have a tendency of too much of dryness and stiffness, the vata is getting more. If your skin is extremely dry, vata is getting more. You see, both are cold, right? Kapha is also cold, vata is also cold. But there is a difference in these two cold. Do you know what is the difference? Exactly. This is oily, I mean, this is wet cold, this is dry cold. This cold is more dangerous than this cold. This cold can create more problems in our body than that one. Now we talk about the gut. Now we say dryness. What happens when there is too much of dryness in the gut? Constipation. Yes, constipation. Usually people come and during the consultation, they say I am having constipation or Fustafoam. And when I ask them, what do you mean by constipation? They say that, Oh, I am not happy after going to the toilet. I still feel I have some more to go. That is not constipation. Constipation means you are going to toilet once in three or four days or you have to consult an astrologer to check when you can go to the toilet next. That is how it is. Is that clear now? Another thing about... Uh, When vata goes up, you have a tendency of bloating, too much of gas. These are the tendencies of vata in the gut. When pitta is high in the gut, that is when people have heartburn. You understand the word heartburn? Soire, acid reflex. The moment you eat something sweet, the acidity goes up. So And then high blood pressure is a typical condition of pitta. And that we spoke, it it can come under both these conditions. And then, uh, another condition of when Pitta goes up, they have the tendency of hemorrhoids, bleeding hemorrhoids. You know, bleeding hemorrhoids, when they go to the toilet, the blood is also released. The blood is a typical Pitta. It is red in color. Blood is a typical Pitta. So, all the bleeding diseases in the gut is a variation of imbalance of Pitta. This is the main condition with Pitta. Now, when it comes to Kapha, they just feel extremely heavy. Usually, they have a low appetite. They have very good appetite. These people, when they get up in the morning, when can I eat next? You know, like voracious. <laughs> like if you go to a restaurant with these three different characters, with the gut, A vata person will tend to, okay, I want to try many things. They will order a lot of things. They will try a little bit, oh my God, my stomach is full. And they will give a lot of leftovers. Pitta, they will think, oh my God, I cannot waste food. There are so many people dying without food. So they will look at the menu and they will say, what is the nutritional facts? Is it coming from a grass fed meat? Uh, all these things they will look into that and they want to know what is the portion that is coming and they will have it and they will eat it this fellow is also concerned people are dying out of poverty and things are happening like that but they will finish up all the food they have leftovers you know their plate will be super clean you don't need a dishwasher after that and another thing When when the vata is high in your gut, if you are not having enough food, there are high possibilities that person can become very cranky. You know what cranky means? They feel low, my energy is very bad, I don't know, something is going wrong, I don't know what it is. Maybe I'm having some spirits, I feel my energy is slow. That is how they talk. When this fellow is hungry and if you are not able to feed him, The next best thing is to get food for that person. Otherwise, you can either run away. If you have a place of land where the land value is very expensive, you put this person there for two months without food. He will bring down the value there. They can be so irritated because of no food, they can irritate everything around them. Because without food, the word, you know, hungry people are angry people, it's a typical problem with this. Now, kapha, when you have kapha in your gut, it is like a camel. It can go on and on and on and on. But when the food comes, they will eat with both the hands. They don't care. Even if there is no food, they can go on. But when the food comes, they will store it for a longer period. Is that clear? Now, this is how the tendency is. But there is one thing that is important for all the three. Eating regularly on time will help to balance all of this. Usually what happens, they have an irregular eating habits. They also have an irregular eating habits. Pitta, they cannot afford to have irregular eating time. So they will somehow organize the lifestyle according to which is the nearest restaurant. Where can I do that? They will organize and plan the day and trips according to that. But when you are able to have food regularly on time, you know, there is a question, should we eat when we are hungry or should we eat on time? You know, first thing is, according to Ayurveda, if we can design our lifestyle in such a way that we can be hungry on time and then when you eat on time, that will balance all the three doshas. Whether you are vata, pitta or kapha. See, sometimes if you noticed, there are times in your life, you feel that I want to eat a lot. I crave for lots of sugar. I crave for things that are not healthy. And there are times that today, I don't feel like eating at all. Some people, uh, moment they get stressed, they don't want to eat anything. That's a typical problem of too much of vata in the gut. Some people, when they get stressed, they immediately run to the fridge. That's a typical condition of kapha. You know the concept stress eating? When they get stressed, they go and eat. Where they feel uh, the stress can be distracted. That is a typical condition of this kapha. Now, when it comes to mind, vata is our ability inside us to be creative. The creative energy inside us is actually our vata. Like we said, everything has two sides, you know, every coin has two sides. If you are not able to be creative, the opposite of creativity is actually anxiety. You know, if you hold on to the gas inside, what happens? You have panic attacks. You know, it has to, air should not be stuck in one place. The same is with creativity. Whenever you see a person coming and telling you, I'm having anxiety disorders, what that person is saying is, it's been a long time since I've been really creative. A creative Creativity is one of the best therapies you can give to a person who has a tendency of being anxiety or being anxious. Here, with Pitta, they are the dreamers. You know, I want to end poverty. I want to send people to Mars with a one-way ticket. And I want to end the problem of global warming. All these problems... I want to change that, that is a typical Pitta, they are like visionaries, dreamers, I want to change things, our ability to envision. The other side of Pitta is, they are extremely angry, you know, if they don't, it's very difficult to hear and know for them, if something is there, they find a way to get it. And see, what we have to understand is, we have all the three sides in us. And depending on what you have been practicing, that will become dominant. That is why when people come and say, I am Vata, so I am always anxious, you are just reinforcing your belief. Do you understand this? However, you could be a creative person, you could use that as a talent. But let us not use the negative side of the doshas to justify your behaviors. In the other one, Kapha, the tendency of contentment, happiness. You see the happy man, Santa Claus, Lord Ganesha, this was the big belly. That, that sign of everything, I can handle it. And that's what the best example of Kapha is ocean. You know, the ocean can handle anything and everything. You put it, it will hold it. So that ability of contentment. And the opposite side of that is what? Depression. Is that clear now? See, if you try to understand the three sides of this, uh, the best way to understand, if you tell a person who has high vata in the negative side, there is a fire, high possibility is that that person will get so worried, either that person's head will catch fire or he will jump into the fire. You tell a person of pitta, there is fire. If he is in a good mood, he will behave like James Bond. You know how James Bond is? Not the latest ones, the old ones. <laughs> you know, no matter what happens, he always so calm. The, the villain is going to kill him, but we know he will not die because otherwise the movie is a flop. So, But he will find an answer in the last minute and save the world. That is a typical Pitta. Now, Kaffa, you go and tell him there is fire. He will tell you, can you please go and check if it's really, really fire? because inertia you know the this i don't want to move everything is so nice i don't want to change anything that being in that comfort zone that state of our mind is a typical kapha that pitta is what makes us i want to change i want to move i don't want to say stuck and vata is actually our solution finder if you want to if you see somebody is very creative you put them in R and D. you put them in uh, quality check you know, also when they are in anxiety, people they have the a great ability to be in the quality control. You know, even if something goes wrong, they will somehow find like the saying. You know, they can find uh, hair in the soup. They, if a product comes out of their radar, that means that product is going to be fantastic, because after that nothing could go wrong, at least for some period of time, till another bigger vata person comes and finds it. And. Usually the problem is, if they are so good at this, if they use that in their personal relationship, it becomes a failure. You know, they keep criticizing, this is wrong, that is wrong, they pick on things and it becomes a big problem. And uh, these people, if you put them as managers, project managers, you know, they will say, bring me nine women, I will produce a kid in one month. Uh, This idea, I have to finish everything on time. If there is some project that you have to finish, This is the mind we need. If you put this, it will go on for ages and ages. And somebody said uh, the Berlin airport. I don't know what they meant (laughs) if you come from Europe. But I don't have anything. I'm just saying maybe we have to change the minds there. (laughs) But in India, some of the projects can take ages and ages. So, So, and when we keep this person as a project manager... You know, somebody goes and tells, uh, too much mosquitoes in my home, I want to go back home. No, please go back home, kill the mosquitoes and come back. It will never get done. So, but you put this person in customer care, HR relations, finding the right talent, he will be the best, he will kill it. You know, how to put whom where, It is belongs to this fellow. But depression is another side. If they uh, they have a tendency to go back to their comfort zone and I don't want anything more. They are so content. I don't want anything. The world is so beautiful. I am very happy with these many things. Just a Wi-Fi, running water and a roof over my top and three course meal. That is enough for me. They are very satisfied. They don't want to travel. They don't want to change anything. That is a typical kapha in our mind. And we need all the three. And we need the balance in all the three. But depending on what aspect you are, if you are an entrepreneur, you need to tap into more of this. And you need to tap into this and this also, but growth is your state. If you are into creative side, if you are an artist, you need to tap more into this. And usually some people ask, what about relationships? If somebody is having a tendency of anger and the partner has an issue of anxiety, it's like forest fire. You know, There is no stopping. So, the best thing to antidote for fire is water. So, one of them have to be stable. That makes the relationship stay longer. Now, let us try to understand the opposites of this. For a person who has dry skin, in Ayurveda it is mentioned oil massage, a daily oil massage. There is a topic called as Dinacharya, which we will talk in the next days. Daily rituals and habits. Oil massage is one of the best habits you can do, whether you are vata, pitta or kapha. Is that clear? But if you have a tendency of dryness, you don't have the luxury to avoid it. Maybe a pitta can avoid it for a few days, but vata means you have to keep applying oil every day. This will help to improve your joints and your this thing. And also exercise is important for all the three categories. See, once I went to uh, uh, Russia in the peak winters, like it was like minus 20 degrees. Okay, my voice will still go. (coughs) So, I saw that uh, one of the, it, it was snowing everywhere and it was ice cold, a lake was frozen and on the other hand, I saw a stream that was flowing. And the stream water that was flowing was not getting iced. Do you understand this? That's because there is movement. So a movement will avoid stagnation. That is why movement is required for all the three parts, whether you are vata, pitta or kapha. But the problem with vata, they will move anyways. The kapha, it is always on the energy conservation mode. If I move, maybe I am losing my energy. So that is why... They will need it more, they will need it less, they will need it least. But my challenge is, you know, sometimes I have people who have vata in their body, they say, Oh, I'm always tired. I don't know why. And when I ask them, what do you do every day for exercise? I run 25 kilometers every day. (laughs) And then how can you not be tired? It is just that there is too much of energy and they are, it is like a safety valve for them to release it. You know, when you have anxiety, body movement helps. So, rather in Ayurveda, it is mentioned about health exercise as you have to do it in ardha shakti, which means half your strength. After your exercise, if you are feeling tired, if you are having headache, if you feel dehydrated, you are overdoing it. And it is also mentioned in in the textbook of Ashtanga Hridayam. It is told that if you overdo exercise, it will kill you, just like the way a lion can kill an elephant. You know, it cannot kill the elephant soon, but slowly. And surely it can happen. So that is why it is told: exercise is good for all three, but oil massage is very important, and those exercises like restorative yoga, shavasanas. This is excellent for this and this mind also. Now, for pitta, also uh, oil massage is very important, but you know we have this therapy with buttermilk and milk, which are cooling in nature. That is excellent and if the tendency of oiliness is high, we have a treatment here called as scrub massage. It is called as utsadhanam. We mix the powder and the liquid and scrub over your body. This will help to eliminate the water content in your body. And the same with kapha means we use the dry powder scrub and that is even more stronger. So oil, a paste scrub and a powder scrub. Do you understand the difference? it's just the understanding the qualities and we do the opposite of that it's like pure arithmetic and exercise the most for this fellow less for this fellow least for this fellow usually if you send him to exercise you need another two person to tell him run 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 otherwise he'll go and sit there and say that I went to gym but I didn't move and they say that I am working out but nothing is happening you know That is because maybe they are going, but they are not doing the right things. Now, when it comes to gut, these people in Ayurveda, what we do is, we give them lots of ghee and oil uh, medicines and if somebody is having a tendency of constipation for a long time, like we have lots of flight attendants coming and saying they go to toilet once in six days or even ten days and they have to depend on laxatives and the laxative dosage has to get getting stronger and stronger. According to Ayurveda, that is not healthy. If, and especially if you are coming from Europe or America, you, you might be forced to use that. I think taking Triphala forever is fantastic. Please do understand, there is a herb in Triphala called as Haritaki. It is not something good that you can take it forever. See, the purpose of taking medicine is to stop taking medicine. It is not something you take it forever. And haritaki, it is good as a laxative, it will help to clean up your gut. But if you take it for a long period, it can create addiction, not addiction, habit forming. Without that, you cannot go to toilet. A healthy gut is, you will be able to go to toilet quite naturally. And for this condition, what we do is, we have a therapy called as oil enema or we call it matravasti. For a period of six or seven days, continuously after your breakfast or lunch, we keep giving you this oil enema. And then they say, now I get up and my bowel movements works like clockwork. And that is what we aim at. So if you have this tendency of taking laxatives, you need to reconsider. Take high fiber rich food. And do you know what is the most natural laxative that we all can do at home? without taking any medicine brisk walking if you walk you know in a, with a movement with a light gentle push downwards that is the best laxative now pitta people they have this clockwork you know they get up in the morning and they are so jealous of them sure. how can they go to the toilet so regularly and for me i have to think plan and wonder when it will happen Kaffa, when your kaffa is there, it is also a little bit solid, they might need a newspaper or a cappuccino or a cigarette <laughs> to go to the toilet, but the most important thing is, even if they do the brisk walking, it will help them, but they need oil enema, for them, a little bit of movement will help them to have regular bowel movements, and this, there is this disease called as irritable bowel syndrome, you know, that problem is… They eat and immediately they run into the toilet, or it can fluctuate from diarrhea and constipation. You know, IBS, Crohn's disease, ulcerative colitis, you know, after they eat food, when they go to the toilet, the blood comes out. Even though it is because of the imbalance of the pitta and the body, for us, we treat it more of a stress relief. 70 percent we treat them for the stress, and only 30 percent we treat the gut. In modern medicine, they give immunosuppressants. You know what is immunosuppressants? It suppresses their overreaction of the immune system. Because the gut is inflamed, it can react if there is some food that you are not able to handle it. And this gut, you can become kafa gut if you eat lot of milk products. And lactose intolerance is a problem of excess kafa in your gut. You know, after you eat, uh, you can have allergies and all the other problems and blocked nose, sinusitis, migraine, it is all a problem of kapha. High blood pressure, uh, burning sensation in the feet, all this is a problem of pitta. And uh, psoriasis, eczema, dermatitis, it is a blend of pitta and vata because their skins are dry. So it is always a blend of both. Now for this, enema is the best therapy For Pitta, the best therapy is the purgation. You know, we give you the medicine and you clean the, you go to the toilet and sit for half a day. Now people think, I am Vata, so why are you doing uh, purgation for me? See, there is a Pitta in all of us, whether Vata is high or Kapha is high. We have all the three, and our duty is to bring in balance in all the three, in whichever part of your body. So purgation is very important for people who are having Pitta issues, acidity. If you have the tendency of taking antacids or Omiprasol or Rantac or pantaprosol constantly that is not good for your health. Try to change your diet and try to do the purgation every once in a while. When I say once in a while, once in three months is fantastic. And this has been some habit that has been followed in India. In, if you go to village, they will say that every three to four months, they take castor oil and do the purgation uh, quite often. And this is something especially... If you have a tendency of eating out quite constantly, then make sure every 3 to 4 months, please do this. And also, when you at the time of your checkout from here, we will give you the medicines on how to do that also. Now, for kapha, the, the nasyam, you know, pouring the oil to your nose. And also, if you have too much of asthma or too much of mucus in the upper part, the best therapy is we do the vomiting therapy. This is fantastic for you. Like in external treatments, you know the hot oil treatment, hot oil. I am sure most of you, if you are on the end of your treatment, we would have had this. We will be pouring oil that is warm throughout the body. See, it is hot and oily. And if you see this, dry and cold, it is oily and it is hot. This is like the Kalashnikov for arthritis. You know, if you have stiffness... You just use the opposite of that and your body becomes more uh, flexible. And along with oil enema, when we do that, the joints become more flexible, they become more loose and the fat also melts in the body. And you sweat a lot inside when the hot oil is poured. And for pitta, when the tendency of heat is there high, what we do is, we use buttermilk. Buttermilk is something that is cooling in nature. And this kiri, this punching, This is because there is too much of kapha in the body, the stiffness, that helps to liquidate all of that. Now, Shirodhara is the most powerful antidote for high levels of anxiety and also that oil in the stomach. This helps to calm down the overstimulated nervous system. But Shirodhara for this fellow can put him off to sleep forever. So, what we do, we put him more on punching treatment to wake him up, you know. And for them, also, shirodhara is good, but we use buttermilk because buttermilk is not so hot in nature. So, we have to use the opposite of that. And there are treatments called shirovasthivar, we keep some paste in the head and tie it. Most of the inflammatory gut disorders, psychosomatic disorders, we treated with Nabivasti and shirodara, and the treatments on the head call as murdini thailam like uh, talam, shiro vasthi, some of the things you could see it on the health passport that we have given to you and if you are having anxiety problems you have to spend time near mountains and water bodies that will cool you down, get grounded if you are having anger issues also spend time in water bodies and the mountains that will cool you down for these people, they have to keep running, hiking, going down, train for triathlon. That will keep them activated. We are running out of time. Any questions? Yes. When we are born, a little baby, what are the problems that a baby can have? You know, it is usually respiratory problems. You know, conditions with too much of mucus, they catch cold very fast. So, when we are little babies, most of our problems are kapha. Then when we grow, we have to work, we have to take care of many things. Then the blood pressure can go up. So, in the middle age is a time when the pitta goes up. And then the old age, we have vata problems. And even if you take the day, early morning is the time of kapha. You see the mist, the clouds. That is why we do the vomiting therapy early in the morning. Before the sunrise, we have to do the vomiting. And once the sunrise happens, that is when we give you the medicine for the purgation. It is because at that time, the acidity in the body can be activated and released much faster. And then the midday, then the vata comes and then it keeps repeating that way. Enema is to regulate your vata. Bloodletting, purgation is to regulate your pitta. The vomiting and nasyam is to regulate the kapha in your body. See, in Ayurveda, Uh, when you look at the chapters there was one chapter exclusively mentioned for vata but these two they just gave like few paragraphs in the textbooks because at that time pain was the biggest fear we all had you know because at that time food consumption was not so high so vata was considered as the biggest threat or evil but today after so much of food consumption that we are having we all eat a lot Nobody is dying of uh, famine. You know know, what we know: shortage of food. People are dying because of overconsumption. That is why panchakarma is becoming more and more relevant today to a common man. Because in ancient times, panchakarma was something that is done to the king and his, you know, upper class. Today, you see, even the common man is having issues of heart problems. Did I answer your question? Okay, born appetite. If you want to take a photograph, please do that. Thank you for listening to Ayurvedic Healing and Beyond. If you loved and enjoyed this podcast, please do subscribe, share and review us. This helps to spread our mission of guiding humanity to becoming their healthiest self and also giving the right resources for holistic healing. If you wish to know more about my work, please do visit www.vigneshdevraj.com. And if you are interested in doing an Ayurveda treatment or authentic Panchakarma therapy, please log on to www.sitaramretreat.com.